Let's talk about no contact today. I feel like a lot of times this keeps coming up time and time again in live events and one-on-ones and different people that I talk to. It's about no contact. And a lot of people struggle with this idea. They struggle with this thought. There's one aspect that people struggle with it in regards to, I want to stay where they can still reach out, not because I want to answer, not because I want to get back with them, but because I want to see them reach out so I can tell them no so I can ignore them, so that I know that they're actually going to reach out. So the question is why? Why do people want that? Like, Why are people looking for the other person to reach out? There's part of it that people want people, people want the narcissist to reach back out because they want to feel wanted. They want to feel loved or they want to feel, hey, the whole relationship wasn't a lie. And a lot of times when they latch onto that mindset, onto that thought process, they're thinking, hey, if the person hoovers me, if they actually try to come back into my life, then that means either one, they realize what they missed, or two, that they want to be back with me, or three, that they actually care about me. All of those are false. But a lot of people struggle with that. And they struggle with that concept. They think, hey, a hoover equals care. A hoover does not equal care. Listen up carefully. Hoover does not equal care. A Hoover is when someone's trying to come back into your life for the purpose of control and manipulation to get the desired result for themselves. All it is is selfish. All it is is manipulative. There is not a Hoover out there that is not for their own gain. But a lot of times people equate that. And they think Hoover means care. If they cared... They wouldn't have left in the first place. If they cared, they wouldn't have cheated. If they cared, they would have been honest with you. If they cared, then they would have worked on themselves. If they cared, you wouldn't be in this situation where they're having to hoover you back. Narcissist does not care about you. First thing you get through your head in a relationship with a narcissist and you're like, Maybe maybe it's because of me. Maybe they left because of me. Maybe all this kind of stuff. No, it has nothing to do with you. That is the point. A narcissist's ego, entitlement, reality is all about themselves and all about the mass that they create. It has nothing to do with you. A lot of people don't want to hear that. A lot of people don't want to hear that loud and clear that in a narcissist relationship, it has nothing to do with you. It is all about them. We know that on a certain level. A lot of people know that. They're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. They're selfish. No, you need to understand when they leave you for someone else, it is not about you. It's about them every single time. When an artist is trying to come back, it's not because they care. It's because they want control. They want control over you. Sometimes they want to come back for the sole reason because you broke it off. Sometimes they want to hoover and come back for the sole reason so that they can leave you. They feel like you're the one that abandoned them. You kicked them out. All this kind of victim mentality. They're like, let me get back with them. And I can share you story after story of people that they fought the Hoover for off for a while. And then the Hoover came back in. The person got back with them. And then within a month, two months later, they left because they wanted to write the story saying that they were the ones in charge, that they didn't get abandoned. They left the other person. Narcissists will do that. So when we talk about no contact and people being like, I just want to know that they reach out. Why? 
How is that going to help you? How is it going to help your growth? How is it going to help you go to the next level of your development that has nothing to do with the narcissist? A lot of times people want to see that narcissist reach out. Sometimes they're like, okay, like I'm going to go no contact, but they're still going to be able to reach out and I'll just deny it or I'll refuse it or I'll ignore it. And then later on the road, they're surprised because it's not the case. Because the narcissist reaches out and pushes the right buttons and they respond and they get back together and they're with them another two years and it's, it's twice as hard, 20 times as hard to get back out of the relationship. Like these are real examples of real people that have gone through this. This isn't me just making it up. I'm just saying like, hey, I've talked to these people and this is what happens. But so many people like walk into it and like, it'll be fine. Like I don't have to worry about it. I'm strong enough. I've grown enough. I've worked on myself enough. Like why take that chance? Why? So many people, when they're working on getting healed, they want to they flex their muscles and be like, oh, I'm better now. Prove it. Prove that you're better by walking away and going no contact, never looking back to a person who abused you, manipulated, gaslight, lied to you, cheated on you. Prove it by never giving them time of day again. Problem is, a lot of other people go through and they get healed and they start working on their healing process and they still want to prove their ego or their worth and say, Hey, I'm waiting for them to contact me so I can shut it down. How much time and energy is wasted on proving a point versus living a life? When we talk about no contact, we talk about no contact for another reason. That's to avoid the projection. Avoid the production that's going to happen when that narcissist moves on with the next person. Because they're going to move on to the next person. They've probably already been with the next person already. Like if you're watching this video and you're broken up and the narcissist has left, they're already with a new person. And the probability is 90% of the time when they're with a new supply, they've already been with that supply or groomed that supply or that relationship started while they were still with you. Like 90% of the time, I think that's true. Because a lot of times people are like, I can't believe like they got with that person within like five days. They're engaged within two months. They're married within six months. Like how in the world is that possible? It's because they already had that person in the wings ready to come out as soon as they were ready to replace you. Because again, it doesn't have anything to do with you. It's all about them what they want, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the cycle, that they're going to continue going time and time and time again. But we say, hey, go no contact for the sole reason of saying they are going to do a production. They're going to put on a big show on social media. And you're like, oh, my narcissist never had social media. Okay, one, that's probably a lie. And then number two, like, oh, and all of a sudden they have social media. Yeah. And they're posting their supply everywhere because they want people to know, oh, I'm madly in love. This is the best relationship ever. They're trying to convince everyone else. But in reality, nothing's going to change because the narcissist hasn't changed. So many times people that are still in contact, they're still watching their social media, they're watching the supply, they're watching the narcissist, all this type of stuff. They're like, wait a second, like maybe it was me. Maybe I'm the problem. And they spend so much time concerned about like what's going on in the next relationship. They're stalking them. They're looking at everything and they're saying like, wow, they look so happy. Like it must've been me. Maybe I'm the narcissist. Maybe I'm the toxic person. That's what the narcissist wants you to think. So when they come back in your life saying, hey, I'll give you closure. Hey, we can connect. Or hey, like I just miss you because this relationship isn't as good as ours. You're like, oh my gosh, let me talk to them. And you break no contact. 
No contact is key to your healing and to your development. No contact is crucial of you breaking that trauma bond. It is extremely hard and close to impossible for someone to effectively heal and effectively break the trauma bond while they are still in contact with a narcissistic abusive person. Now, now some people, if you've lasted so far in the video, are like, but what about me, Ben? What about me? Because I have kids with this person. We're either together or we're separated or we're divorced and we have the kids 50-50 or whatever it might be. What about me? I have kids. Number one, the first thing I would say is do not let kids be the reason that you're not no contact with your spouse or with the other person. Everybody's like, oh my goodness, like I could never do that. I couldn't take them away from, you know, that's their father, that's their mother. I saw someone who put out a quote that said, an absent father is better than a toxic one. And it's so true. It's better if you can have the kids 100% of the time and them not have that dad figure, them not have that mom figure in their life than it is to have a toxic one because that will mess them up more than being raised by a loving parent. A lot of people are like, I can't go no contact. That's impossible. It is not impossible. Would, okay, think of it this way. Would it be impossible for you to go to no contact with your ex, with your spouse, with whoever it is, if they were coming out and they were beating you within an inch of your life every single day? A lot of people are like, no, like I'd leave. Okay, well, that's what they're doing emotionally, mentally, physically, sexually. But the thing is, you don't see that. So people are like, okay, what about kids? Like, I can't, I can't do no contact. Okay, with that, you can get extremely close to actually hold no contact. First off, third-party apps, the only thing you communicate through. They don't have access to anything else. No social media, no phones, no anything like that. Third-party third media. If you're going through divorce process, see what they're going to recommend. Couple apps for it. Talking Parents app this is one of the top ones that I've heard of. Second top one, Our Family Wizard, We Parent, App Close, Civil Communicator Service, and Unbroken Home App. Those are the ones that I know of that have been recommended to me by survivors that have gotten through, where all their communication is going through that for accountability purposes and for saying like, hey, this is how we communicate. Sometimes you have to go through a third person, whether that's a attorney, whether that's a family member that'll step in, like on your side that's willing to understand the abuse and everything that's happened whether that's through the lawyers or whatever it might be, the divorce attorneys, like going through, sometimes you have to have that third party. Third party drop-offs where you drop them off in a location or the kids get out of the car in the driveway. You don't, you don't go in, the person doesn't come out. Like whatever it might be, there is a way to go there because there's countless people that are doing it because they know that they have to or because their relationship is so toxic or so violent, they know something has to change. Do whatever you need to do to protect your kids. When you're going through divorce process, when you're going through that whole process of trying to get custody with kids, trying to work with it, trying to co-parent, all parallel parent, all this kind of stuff. I did a couple videos last week on parallel parenting. Um, when you're going through it, one of the advice that I've had from, from coaches, from judges, from, from lawyers and stuff like that is to not use gray rocking when you're in an active, ongoing relationship going through the divorce process. Use something that's called the BIF method. Brand new, I learned about just a couple weeks ago. Okay, BIF method is brief, informative, friendly, and firm. Okay, 
It's very key to have that firm part. Like you need to be clear on your boundaries. You need to be clear on what you're saying, but you also want to make sure from the court's perspective, it doesn't appear that you're being the combative one or you're being the one that's disengaged or you're being the one that's not there at all. Because the narcissist will try to flip it around saying, look, like I try to text this person. Look what they text. They just text me one word answers. Like, so just make sure brief, informative, friendly, and firm. Use the BIF method because that's one that helps in the court system whenever you're working through all of this with parallel parenting, with child custody, all this different type of stuff. So just be careful. Use that method. I hope this helps. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule one-on-one so I can talk to you and try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.